Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the Golden State Warriors and upcoming basketball games over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we continue that, I'm going to have a quick word from our sponsor. It's playoff time, and the road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines, with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben and Maria podcast. Before we went on break, we discussed the plan for this episode. Once again, going to talk about the Warriors' next four games against the Grizzlies, the Hawks, the Nets, and the 76ers all on the road. But before we continue that, I do want to recap what happened last week. Overall, we had a decent episode in football as we ended up splitting our picks for the NFC title game. Did get the total right. We like the over in that Lions and 49ers game. That was never in doubt as the game flew over. For the side, though, we did a lean to the Niners, and the Niners, unfortunately, allowed the fourth down touchdown there to Jameson Williams as the 49ers only won by three. So ended up splitting the actual picks. Of course, the Niners are going to the Super Bowl, but as a result, we are going to basketball this week because you have the Super Bowl next weekend. So as a result, we are going to resume our NFL coverage next week, closer to game time. But for now, we do have a gap week. So we are going to talk about the NBA instead. But without further ado, I'm going to briefly talk about the Warriors' last couple of games and their overall standings at this point in the basketball season. So starting off with the last couple of games, looking at the last four uh, after the two games got postponed uh, for the assistant coach dying, unfortunately. Uh, You had the win against Atlanta, very emotional win there as they beat the Hawks by 22 at home. Then you had two of probably the most brutal beats back-to-back, as you had the home loss against the Kings by one, where the Warriors didn't get a shot off, and Steve Kerr had a timeout in his pocket and watched his team do nothing for the final 12 seconds of regulation as they lost. Then they played the Lakers, and you thought that Sacramento loss was disappointing. You ain't seen nothing yet, because that Saturday loss was even more painful as they lost in double overtime, 145-144. to LeBron ended up having a... 30-plus point, 20-plus rebound triple-double, and the Warriors lost the game, courtesy of LeBron hitting two free throws in the final couple seconds. Great game in general, and a lot of people want to complain about the officiating. Truth is, I thought the officiating was bad on both sides. I know the Lakers had more free throw attempts by a wide margin, but you got to remember there was that jump ball fiasco on the inadvertent whistle. Uh, You had really just a couple of breaks go Golden State's way, courtesy of the officials, even though the officiating in terms of free throws definitely benefited the Lakers. But simply put, Curry at 46, and he kind of had no help for most of the game. Clay had a couple of shots in overtime, uh, but he was not very good as he went 9 of 24 and was 6 of 17 from three-point line. Got killed in the first overtime period initially defensively because the Lakers were just running whoever offense on him, and he couldn't stop anybody. Now, Kaminga was good, and Wiggins, they both had 22. The bench basically did nothing in that game. Draymond was great, though. He had 8 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists. Uh, He ended up being a plus 31 on a team that lost by one point. So you can do the math in your head. Not exactly ideal uh, for the remainder of Golden State's, I'd say, roster 
when one guy is a plus 31 and the next highest guy is plus two. Not a good look, but either way, Golden State picked up a loss there despite Curry having hitting that really uh, clutch three-pointer at the end of double overtime just for it to get undone by the free throws from LeBron for the game winner. But either way, point is Golden State did respond to those two painful losses in a pretty solid way as they ended up beating the 76ers in their last game, and that took place on Tuesday night. Now, the Sixers game was a bit weird because Embiid was extremely injured, probably shouldn't have played, and then he eventually got seriously hurt when Kaminga dove for the loose ball. It was not a dirty play. I see a lot of it on Twitter. It was fine. It's a loose ball. His legs are in the way. Kaminga's going for the ball. You see that all the time. That's not a dirty play. People were going to call out Kaminga anyway because anytime somebody gets hurt, you want to blame somebody. It's a basketball play. It's unfortunate Embiid, his legs got in the way. But either way, Nick Nurse tried to kill the man. So I think it's all Nick Nurse's fault. He brought him back in in the final seven minutes when he was a liability the entire night, and he was clearly injured, and then Nick Nurse killed him. So either way, Embiid's now going to be out for probably a couple weeks. I know he's officially out for the game against Utah on Thursday, and he's getting his knee reevaluated. Good luck with that one. But the point is Nick Nurse had a pretty... Terrible coaching decision in that, I'd say, last eight minutes, and he killed his MVP. So either way, the Warriors took advantage, and they got the job done as Curry dropped 37, and they won the game by 12. So Golden State, with them splitting the last four games, they are 2-4 and four in their last six. To go through the actual Western Conference standings, though, the Warriors are currently in 12th. They're dead last in the Pacific, but if you look at the actual standings in terms of play-in spot, they are only one and a half back of Utah, so you can make an argument, of course, the play-in is alive and well. The problem with that is the preseason expectations, and what you think this direction the front office is going to take should be, because Golden State, I know I did an emergency press conference episode a couple of weeks ago after that Denver choke job at home, but the point is Golden State was supposed to be a potential Western Conference contender. I never viewed them that way, but they were being projected as a top four team in the West, and they're 12th. So you can argue, well, you got the core uh, together for probably one last ride, which should have ended last year, for being honest. But Clay's terrible, just being honest. He's not a very good player anymore. Draymond's a head case, but, you know, he's still been valuable when he came back from injury and suspension, so he's still putting up some good efforts, but we know that there's a lot of baggage that comes with him, and I'm not sure if it's worth it anymore, now that the team is currently in 12th. Kaminga's been good, but Kerr doesn't like him because he doesn't use him enough. You have uh, Pajemski, who I like off the bench, and Wiggins has regained form, so Wiggins has been good, and Looney I really haven't heard anything from over the entire season at this point. So the point is the Warriors are kind of at a crossroads where they should have blown up the team already, but they haven't. So you can argue that they should do it now. We'll see what happens, but my thoughts on this team are well-documented. This team's going nowhere, and it's going nowhere fast. And I do think that if your main goal at this point in the season is to make the play-in, when your goals entering the season were to win a title, you really have to consider blowing up the roster. So we'll see what happens. Chris Paul, of course, has the hand injury. He'll be out for a couple more weeks, so we'll see what happens there. But it's been a really bad season for Golden State. And they're going to try to salvage it before the trade deadline. But in reality, they really should trade about half the roster, if not more. So anyway, time to get into the actual game previews. We do have four games to talk about. 
the Friday game against Memphis, the Saturday game against Atlanta, the Monday game against the Nets, and the Wednesday game against the Sixers. All of those games are on the road. You can argue that this trip might immediately determine the, I'd say, game plan for the front office by the trade deadline, because with five straight road games, we'll see if they can go on a bit of a run. If not, then they really should nuke it, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, getting into the Friday game, you have a trip to Memphis where Golden State will probably be favored in this game. Memphis is down a lot of guys. We know that Morant is out for the year. You have Steven Adams who's out for the year. You've seen a couple of other guys banged up. Bain's been injured, and you can go down the line. But Memphis has randomly been feisty recently, so you can argue that Memphis might be in a decent spot to maybe find a way to cover this number. They're only 5-16 and 16 at home, but you're looking at Memphis's last couple of results. Played Sacramento, lost that one by 9. That game was close throughout. Played, played uh, Indiana, lost by 6. Beat Orlando, beat Miami, beat Toronto. Once again, this team is not good on paper, but they're competitive. This team will play with a lot of heart, and they will play a full 48 minutes, which is more you can say about most bottom feeders in the league. So Memphis might actually be able to keep this game interesting for a bit, but I think I have to go Golden State here. Simply put, with them having a relatively healthy roster, I know Clay did not play in that Sixers game because of illness. I didn't miss him at all in that game, but the point is he's a shooter who can exploit a relatively underwhelming three-point defense. I do think you're looking at a spot where Golden State has too much firepower, in my opinion. I don't know who's going to guard Curry onto this Grizzlies team, and I do think that the Warriors will get the job done. So I am going to lean to Golden State in this one. I am going to lean to the under in this game. But Golden State, home and road-wise, are kind of similar. They're better at home than on the road, but ATS are not really great either way. But I do think Golden State can build off of that win against Philly, and I think they're going to show it in this game. They also have an extra day off because they are playing on Tuesday, followed by Friday. So no games Wednesday and Thursday. Hopefully that gives them an extra travel day and they can take advantage of it. Give me Golden State, and I'm going to lean to the under in that game on Friday. Moving on to the Saturday game, you have what should be a track meet between the Warriors and the Hawks. Now, the Hawks have been one of the most disappointing teams in the entire league, as they were expected to be a decent team in the Eastern Conference, and instead they are seven games under, and the Trey Young, DeJounte Murray experience has failed miserably, and they have to also blow up the team. So we'll see what happens with Atlanta. Either way, though, I'm assuming DeJounte will not be on the roster post-trade deadline. I think Trey's an issue, too. I'm not a Trey guy, but he's probably going to stay uh, because he's the face of the franchise, which is why, in my opinion, the franchise is going nowhere, but it's a separate story. I know that you might think I'm being a hater on Trey. I don't believe in a guy who's a 42% shooter from the floor this season, who's averaging four-plus turnovers per game, who's also one of the worst defensive players in the entire league. I think that him being the face of a franchise explains why the team is irrelevant, and I think Trey is one of the more overrated players in the entire league. I hope he doesn't make the All-Star team. Let's put it that way. But anyway, point is, Golden State and Atlanta have similar records. Atlanta's played three more games, all three losses. So Golden State does have the better record based on percentage. But Golden State will be on a back-to-back. Memphis is a physical team, so you can argue that, once again, it's going to be a tough spot for Golden State to travel to Atlanta and to play a very up-tempo game that Atlanta wants to play. I do think I'm going to lean Atlanta in this game. I don't feel great about it because Atlanta is a psycho team and they don't guard anybody. 
But they did beat the Lakers last game. Anthony Davis didn't play, and it was a bad spot for the Lakers, but Atlanta took care of business. They scored 138 points. Did beat Toronto the game before that via Sadiq Bay putback game winner. So we'll see if Atlanta has built some momentum or not. These teams are not very good. These teams are pretty close together, but I do think Atlanta might be favored at home slightly, and I think I'm going to lean that way. Give me Atlanta uh, minus the small spread, in my opinion, to get the job done here at home. Won't be easy, but it's a bad scheduling spot for Golden State. I really don't like the back-to-back angle with two conflicting styles because Memphis is slow as molasses, and you're looking at Atlanta being a very up-tempo team. So I do think it's going to cause some issues with Golden State's defense in the second half of the back-to-back. I am going to lean to Atlanta as a result in the Saturday game. Moving on to Monday, you have a road game against the Nets, and the Nets did get killed by Phoenix in the Durant return game on Wednesday as the Nets ended up giving up 136 points, and they lost by 16. Now, the Nets so far this season start off the year pretty good. Then they hit a wall because this team can't score, and Jock Vaughn can't really coach. But the Nets have won two of the last three, got killed by Phoenix, did beat Utah, scored 147 in that game, and they beat Houston. Almost blew a 28-point lead in that game, but held on to win by two. The Nets, though, were not a very good team. They're 19-28. and 28. They can't score. Golden State did hold on barely to win the first meeting this season uh, at, by four at home. I believe Curry took over the fourth quarter in that game. But the Nets ended up having Ben Simmons return for one game against the Jazz, where he had a borderline triple-double in 18 minutes, and he immediately hurt his knee, and he's out again. So classic Ben Simmons probably won't be seen again, but the point is the Nets are not a very good team. They have been, I'd say, pretty good defensively for most of the season. Recently, not so much, but they've been fine. I guess. I mean, they're not very talented. The issue is Mikael Bridges is probably a three on a title winning team or a title contending team. And he's the number one. So they really don't have any scoring options. They have Cam Thomas, who is a very good isolation score, doesn't play much defense. And you could argue that his shot selection is a bit poor, but he's still a good shooter or at least a good scorer. Uh, Dimwitty's terrible. I'm very anti-Dimwitty. Uh, you're looking at the rest of the roster. Claxton's okay. Maybe he'll get traded. We'll see what happens. I believe he's due a big contractor in the offseason. The Nets, though, really don't have much talent, and the Warriors have more talent. I'm going to lean to Golden State here. I just don't think the Nets can score, and I do think with the Warriors having Kaminga and with Wiggins and maybe Clay has a decent game, we'll see, but at least Golden State has some athleticism that the Nets really don't have. And I think that's going to be the story of this matchup. So I'm going to lean to Golden State here. I think that with Draymond uh, being able to facilitate, with Curry being able to stretch the floor, and with the athletic wings and Wiggins and Kaminga playing well recently, I really don't think the Nets have the guys who can actually match up well against those those two in particular with their athleticism and their ability to get downhill. So I'm going to lean to Golden State here, and they're going to get the job done. Kind of similar to the Memphis game, the Nets are better than Memphis, but both teams can't score and I think Golden State can. So I am going to lean to the Warriors. The uh, Nets are really bad in the fourth quarter. So is Golden State, but they kind of cancel each other out. So if neither team can close, I'll take the team that's winning. So I'll lean to, uh, if I if neither team can finish games out, I'll pick the team that I think should be ahead late, which will be Golden State. Moving on to the last game, you have a road game against Philly on Wednesday Embiid's status, I don't know. I'm assuming Embiid is going to be out for a while, 
It looked really bad. He was injured before that. And then Nick Nurse in the postgame presser said that Embiid injured a different part of his knee than what he was already dealing with, which is even worse. So Embiid might be out for a month, maybe longer. We'll see. They're doing an MRI on Thursday, so uh, we'll see what happens. But I do not expect Embiid to play in this game. So because of that, I do think I am in a lean to Golden State. Maybe Maxi can return. I feel like a lot of people forgot that Maxi's also injured because everyone's so distracted by Embiid situation. But I do think Maxi maybe will return to the lineup. Uh, Maxi is uh, currently dealing with some ankle issues, but he was questionable, or he is questionable for Thursday's game against Utah. So he might be back by then. He should be, which will be a nice boost for Philly. The question is, do I think the supporting cast is good enough to get the job done? And the truth is the bench unit actually was decent against Golden State in that Tuesday game. And the game went off the rails once a nurse reinserted and beat back into the lineup because he couldn't move. I think for this one, I actually am going to lean to Philly in the spot. The more that I think about it, I do think Max is going to be back by then. And Philly so far this season is 17 and six at home. So I do think that Philly is going to find a way with Maxie potentially dropping 30 plus points to get the job done in front of a solid home crowd at Wells Fargo Center. So once again, my picks for the actual four games for this episode, I'm going to go with the Warriors and the under in the Friday game at Memphis. I'm going to go with the Hawks and the over in the Saturday game in Atlanta. I'm going to go with the Warriors and the under in the Monday game at Brooklyn. And I am going to go with the 76ers and I'm going to go with the over in that game. And that's going to be for Wednesday. But that's going to wrap it up. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. I'll back once again next week to preview the Super Bowl between the Niners and the Chiefs. Until then, though, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.